0: It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Third-party risk expansion. What is third-party expansion and why is it a risk in compliance? Historically, people have talked about simply an entity outside of your organization as a third party. However, that definition is broadening to mean really that entity which works with your company. Obviously, this can be a supplier or vendor. It can be a service provider, a customer, a joint venture partner, or an intercompany affiliate. A broader view would include intercompany affiliates as third parties even though many people would see them as just being another entity inside of a business. As the definition of third parties continues to expand, this only makes life more complicated for anyone trying to do third-party risk assessments, then the tiering creates an exponential change. Previously, a tier one supplier is one of the counterparties your organization is directly Working through in the sales channel. Next, a tier two is one that your company's tier one counterparty is working through. This means for risk managers, assessing the various risks have to go deeper and deeper. One way to do so is trying to understand the connections between tiers one, two, three, four, and so on. The problem is that many risks that companies do not manage because they cannot identify the companies which are taking the risks on their behalf. One of the most difficult issues for compliance professionals and risk managers is trying to get their arms around how to handle this issue. You should begin with mapping out and understanding the third parties whose exposure needs to be assessed for your organization. Obviously, this includes both direct and indirect third parties, but in terms of tiering, the best way for anyone to understand the risk is to really have good communications with tier one third parties to be able to discuss the risks to both businesses. Moreover, this means communicating with a tier one third party about who their tier one third parties are and that are providing products or service services that are coming to the client. Only with this type of transparency and communication can businesses look through their tier one into the sub tiers to understand the risk your organization has and where it may be a risk concentration. Without greater or effective communication and dialogue created and fostered as a part of the re- relationship, people are going to fly blind. Finally, in this global economy with such internationalization and diversification of third parties, organizations are really do need to pull out all stops to manage risk. Communications is the first place to start. Here, as in other areas of communication, transparency is critical and should be applied everywhere. You should begin with your tier one third parties, but look. But the ability to look deeper into sales chains is equally important. Many compliance professionals can go wrong if they use transparency as a bludgeon as opposed to an opportunity. Then the company they are asking <clears throat> for information from only sees risks in dis- disclosing information as to, opposed to seeing more commercial value and promoting transparency as a means to commercial value. But it's more about fostering the relationship so that you can adequately assess and then manage the risk. All of this helps to make your supply chain, third parties more resilient to market volatility. With this increased volatility, third parties need to be able to go through such periods and come out on the other side, still in good business and financial health. This certainly contributes to the longer term health of a company Another critical area to understanding your business risk is the two- to three-year perspective as well as a one-year perspective. Companies try to align themselves with third parties that have a strong core so that they will be trusted, nimble, and agile over the next few years. However, if you want to avoid all risks, an organization can do so, but this means you have to work to manage risk. The greater the risk usually means the greater the business opportunity. It really turns on getting full risk visibility as one cannot manage unknown risks that can occur in the unknown. All of this leads to more correlations between financial health and weak companies to carry high financial risk and their ability to deliver a quality product. Many compliance practitioners and supply chain professionals understand the need for due diligence, but that's only the starting point. It's the starting point for an ongoing relationship and ongoing dialogue. Ongoing monitoring of companies with more mature compliance programs certainly understand that regarding third parties. More and more companies are embracing this process. It's being able to action analytics and action the data that emerges from the risk management process itself to be able to build a more cohesive risk management process. It's really about linking all of those through the business units of a company that may touch on the risk management of your third parties. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, has your third party risk management program expanded with an expanded definition of third parties? Number two, why is transparency a key for third party management? It is absolutely necessary that you have transparency both up and down the chain. And three, what's the health of your third parties? Are they in good shape business-wise? If they are in poor shape business-wise, it's absolutely critical that this be a part of your risk management process because they may not be here tomorrow or in the next year. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program? I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation in compliance. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.